Chief Engineer's log, supplemental. It's been two hours since we started signaling Enterprise. No response yet. The sun's not even up yet, and it's already hotter than hell. My sparring partner doesn't look too good. I can't be sure, but I don't think his species can sweat. For the record, I have learned one thing about him. His name's Zokan. Anything you want to say to the folks back home? Nocto. That means bad. Hello and welcome to Snap Trek, the Star Trek podcast where we compare two episodes of the universe's premier science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hi, Ross. How are How you, you doing? Today? I am oh. good. Sorry. Good, good. <laughs> no, after you. No, you first. No, no. Oh, I'm good too. Yeah, no, nothing, uh, nothing exciting going on. Just living just, the yeah, just quarantine life. life. That's, it, That's it. What else is there to do? Just watch Star Trek and then talk about it on my podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. In fact, this is probably yeah. my. I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, I am too. I couldn't think. I couldn't think of doing anything I better. Knew. Yeah, same here. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh god. I don't know whether or not to feel sad for us or. I happy know. I, I am. I laughed at that, but I've also got a big frown on my face. Like, am I? Is it really enjoyable? It is enjoyable, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> oh, um, Very unusual. I don't think I know this game. What's it called? Chula. What are the rules? Every, every episode, we compare two episodes of Star Trek using a variety of categories. For each category, we select a scene or character or, or idea or prop, which we think is great, and we award a point to the answer, which we think is the best. Aggressive. Adversarial. Competition. For fun. Though Snap Trek is a competition where we award points, it is played just for fun. No prizes or trophies, and the real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek and perhaps look at the episodes in a new way. Spoiler alerts, we could discuss any episode up to the end of Picard Season 2, and even the Star Trek short treks, which have been released in the UK, but I have not managed to get my Blu-ray player working just yet, so we won't be talking about them today, probably. Um, to cracking on that. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll find a Blu-ray player, we'll find a Blu-ray player. Today, our chief engineers form unlikely alliances with antagonistic aliens when they are stranded together on desperately inhospitable planets. <laughs> Jen, what did you watch? Oh, I was lucky enough today to watch Enterprise, Season 2, Episode 13, Dawn. And I was... Lucky enough to watch a very complimentary episode of The Next Generation, Series 3, Episode 7, The Enemy. Mm. Uh, I mean, th- these episodes... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what to say. Obviously, these episodes share a lot of, a lot of similarity. Yeah, uh, and we are going to get into this. Yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. Commander, I would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon. I wouldn't miss it for the world. 
I can't wait to see what he's come up with. As ever, we begin each podcast with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion. Jen, would you like to give your lyrical recap for Dawn? Okay. Straight up limerick today. Okay. For this one. And it has a title. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. I want to hear titles. <laughs> it's called Dawn is Coming. Okay, good. Okay. Chief Engineer's Log, Supplemental. The weather here sure temperamental, but there's no way to leave here. Son of a bitch stole my transceiver, and his cooperation is proving essential. That's good. That's good. I love it. Those rhymes are excellent. That's great. <laughs> I figured I'd just redo his, his engineer's log. You don't, uh, we don't often get to hear the chief engineer's log. No. <laughs> just redo it in the limerick form. That, that was great. And it's, it's, I, have, I have gone long. I've gone oh, long. Oh, good. Uh, because I just, I, I felt like I, I found, I found a little sort of pattern and then I stuck to it and then it just sort of produced more and more verses. So now okay. it just comes out. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is called, it's going to have a title as well. I've just named it. <laughs> it it's called On Galondon Core. Aww. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> must, must be serious. Must be serious. Right. Okay. You've got half an hour to spare, right? Here we go. Okay. Crackling electricity, howling wind blows and roars, communicators functionless on Galondon core. Picked up distress signal for the away team to explore, they find a wounded Romulan on Galondon core. Away team separated, Geordie falls through the floor, Riker must leave him behind on Galondon core. Why come to this planet? As a prelude to war, Romulans could launch attacks from Galondon Core. With an engineer's focus, Geordie melts silver ore, creating spikes to climb the pit of Galondon Core. A one-man craft, says Tomalak, when in fact there is one more. Bokra attacks, Geordie's knocked out on Galondon Core. The Romulan needs ribosomes, donors are tested for. Klingon DNA can heal the wounds caused on Galondon Core. Bokra captures Geordie, but the fleet's in, Commodore. Skies full of Federation ships above Galondon Core. Geordie's visor functions, but he can't see anymore. His synapses are scrambled by Galondon Core. Bokra talks with Geordie. Gradually they reach a cord, working jointly to escape from Galondon Core. Worf declines donation, though Crusher does implore. It means death for the survivor found on Galondon Core. Tomalak is angry as the survivor is no more. Picard bluffs his hunch more Romulans on Galondon Core. The beacons activated, saving Bokra and LaForge. A crisis is averted above Galondon Core. There you go. That was long. That might be one of my most favorite poems you've ever done. That is so good. That is so beautiful. I felt it just went on. It went on and on, but I, I liked each one, so I just kept them all yeah. in. Oh, and you did you you recap the the episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> which yeah. we rarely do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I really went through. It. I even got the bee story in there. Yeah, which I was very pleased with. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That was so good. I love that. Thank you very oh. much. I was feeling the poetry pressure from you and Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex is what you're 
<laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to, to last the last episode of Snapdrag, go uh, go at least just listen to Alex's recap of uh, Zero Hour. <laughs> yeah, it is legendary. <laughs> it is legendary. But uh, so was this. That was so good. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's get to this. We haven't got much time. Inhospitable, inhospitable atmosphere closing in. <laughs> Dawn is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Jen, would you like to pick the first category? Ooh, okay. Let's see. Let's start with... Well, you know, since we're talking about our inhospitable environments, let's let's start off w- with our uh, our planet hells. With <laughs> 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 the category, Wish You Were Here. Ooh, very good. Okay. <laughs> Wish You Were Here on Galandan Core. <laughs> you can't beam out... You can't use your tricorder. You can't see more than two meters in front of you. It has a harmful atmosphere, complete with magnetic fields which gradually deplete your health and scramble your neural connections. If you don't like the howling wind and the fierce electrical storms, uh, the surface is full of craggy crevasses and dangerous pits which you could fall into. Uh, So it's essentially dark, scary... Bad for your health. Uh, well, that said, I suppose there is one benefit to Galondon Core. It could provide the ideal cover for the opening move of a Romulan offensive into the Federation space. So <laughs> it's perfect for that. <laughs> it's, if, if that's what you're looking for, Galondon Core is the place for you. Otherwise, avoid. Yeah, so there, there's a vacation destiny, destination for everyone. It, yeah. <laughs> It, it, they really did well by just shooting, just like dropping you into Galondon Core straight away. Yes. There was no like the happy opening on mm-hmm. the de- on the deck of the Enterprise D where they're talking about their mission. They The first thing you see is the storms and the wind and the, the, they beam down. They talk about how, how horrible it is. Yeah. Talk about how data would have been fried within a few seconds of, of beaming in. Um, and, and then they get they get so horribly separated and it is a gross place because when Geordie falls into that pit, it is just, it's like, oh, it's muddy. That's gross. scary. Yeah. And it's jaggedy. Yeah. There's no soft bits. It, right. It's not a nice place to go to. So wish you were here. Galondon. <laughs> <laughs> they really did a good job of making it an ominous place. Absolutely. You're right. And I love it. You, you know, they beam down and you don't know why they're there at first. No. You don't know what their mission is until they, you know, until they, they they find the the wreckage and you know and oh it's oh it's Romulan you know <laughs> and you kind of piece it together from there and and yeah and then you know the rain and the mud and it's you know as you know sight sound touch you know yeah <laughs> uh, like and, most of your senses and the idea that you can't assaulted. escape from there like the yeah. the be, beam up window 14 minutes 40 seconds right yes and if you miss that window you you're staying window. on galondon core yes and that is a bad place to stay so that is that sort of you know to go there unpleasant but to go there with a, a time limit of do not miss this window mm-hmm. otherwise you're right. never get yeah, and then, it, yeah and then it's, it's legitimately like i said scary it's ominous when when you know when Jordy falls and, and he's calling for Riker and he's calling for Worf and you know they can't hear him and they have yep. to go and ne- neither of them wants to leave him, you no. know. But in fact, Riker has to order Worf to to hold his position 
so that he can he doesn't miss the beam out too and yes that must have been a really hard decision for Riker right he makes it so quickly yeah but he can't you know he's just sending one person after another who won't who also won't come back because they're going to miss the beam out window what's the point of losing two people exactly and And then he he makes the right decision in the end yeah. Oh, yeah. And then as soon as he gets back up, he's he's like permission to lead another away team. You know, yeah. to, to find He agrees with him by saying no. Yeah. Request denied. There's there's got to be a better right way of doing storms. this. Yeah. Yeah. Right for the storms to die down. Ugh. Oh, what a planet. What a horrible place. <laughs> what a horrible place. <laughs> you know, all the places to get stuck. <laughs> to get yeah. to get marooned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, never gonna get marooned. You're gonna see an episode where someone gets marooned on like. Like a rise of planet. <laughs> right. No. Well, because, you know. You'd be like, don't rush. Don't rush. Out of yeah, life. exactly. I'm on my second margarita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that that's that's a hellish location. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish you were here <laughs> in Dawn, which um, we don't get the name of. It's not actually a planet. It's a moon. Oh. A gas giant. Uh, there are sel- selenium isotopes in the atmosphere that makes all of your uh, electronics and and motors go wonky in some way. Uh, they don't really specify the actual uh, method of of interference with things because it's it's kind of a, a mixed bag of what breaks and what doesn't. Okay. Um, is, but... techno, is this techno babble? <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. But but yeah. So you know you got you got. Tucker and Shuttlepod One and and our mysterious alien attacker, um, you, you know he he, atta- he attacks uh, Trip and and pu- pulls them into they get pulled into the atmosphere of this moon and that's when they yeah. and the, you know just lose control of their of their uh, shuttles and they go down um, and there's nothing there's nothing to it's, it's pretty it's pretty much a generic empty you know planet set you know with lots of rocks and you know mm-hmm. sand and you know shrubbery desert type place yeah 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 but the, the the unique thing about this moon and the thing that's that's the biggest trouble here is the temperature swings um so when they arrive at it, luckily they arrive during the nighttime in which it is um they don't specify the units of temperature, but, <laughs> but Tafal says uh, five to ten degrees below zero, which, if you assume, I'm going to assume Fahrenheit here, which is kind of sad, <laughs> but uh, which isn't too bad. Uh, but then during the day, that will shoot up to 170 degrees. That's very hot. No matter which way you look at it, very hot. hot. No matter what uh, exactly unit of measurement you are using there. Um, <laughs> and that, that's where the danger is, uh, on this planet. Otherwise it's just a ordinary, you know, planet, but you can't, you know, if you're, if you're going to, you can't mount a rescue in a, in just a regular shuttle, uh, there because it's of the selenium, the selenium isotopes in the atmosphere. Um, that's what makes it unique. I mean, they did a good job of showing it get increasingly hot. They did, it, yeah. You know, the, obviously the actors are doing part of this job as well by yeah. responding to the heat, but it just, as it got brighter and brighter, mm-hmm. and it just had that, the, the whole, the camera had that sort of sheen on it of like yeah. rippling heat 
So they did a really good job of making it look very, very warm, which I thought they was did. quite clever. Yeah, they did a good job because, you know, at the beginning, you know, he's he's rubbing his hands like, oh, it's chilly. You know, mm-hmm. he's rubbing his hands and blowing on them. And, and he, you know, he's like, oh, good news. You know, the sun's going to come up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know because he doesn't know no. um, you know maybe you know it's finally warming up a little you know and, and then as the as it per, the day progresses he progresses they do a good job of, of looking more and more uh sort of le- wear. lethargic and just lethargic and i mean especially and, the the lizard i can't remember the lizard fellow's name they uh, zokan zokan they did, i mean he i was legitimately worried for our man zokan i was make it through it's like how did they make like this reptilian alien look pale somehow you know like pale and dehydrated he looked pale and dehydrated i don't know you know i think they're just like the the actor did a really good job although is he dehydrated what was the stuff he was drinking yeah you know they never specify what that actually was they called it tarot ash was what he called it. It looked like a brown liquid. Yeah. Um, by the way, Trip reacted to how nasty it tasted. It looked like, you know, some kind of like gasoline or, yeah, <laughs> or something like that. But yeah, it looks awful. But so I don't know what they actually drink, but uh, Trip mentions the fact that he doesn't think that they can sweat. So mm. he, I think that was why it, he was doing worse than Trip was. Yes, yes, yes. Responding um, to the temperature. Yeah, he had a worse time with the temperature changes, and 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 Flox talks about that later because that was one of the reasons that the transporter later on would be so harmful to him um, oh. because his cells were degrading because he's very sensitive to temperature changes, which I guess makes sense if he, if it's a cold maybe he's cold blooded. Yes, absolutely. Oh my guess. yeah, but um. Yeah, not a planet, not a planet for anyone. <laughs> I don't know. No. I don't think we've met any uh, alien species in, in Star Trek that would uh, do well with those kinds of temperature. No, ships. Vulcans are probably cut but, it reasonably well. We know they don't yeah. mind the heat, yeah. and they've got their uh, inner eyelids <laughs> to sort them out as well. <laughs> but it's nice. These are two quite opposing planets. One cold, yeah. wet. Yeah. The other one warm, dry, dry yeah. just unpleasantly hot. Um, and dark and light as well. It's a very different one. One pitch black, one blindingly white light. Um, what's your point? Yeah, that's true. They were different color palettes. Yeah, they <laughs> really they, they pushed. They pushed yeah. the cave and the desert visuals, yeah. and it worked. I liked it them both. Yeah. I was I was genuinely, genuinely there on both those planets, feeling both the cold and the heat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go on then, Jen. Well, where's your where's your point going? Where would you rather be least? <laughs> oh man, I want to go to any one of these planets. No. <laughs> yeah, so should my point go to the to the absolute worst one or the? You know, I, I guess so. I mean, I don't bad. know. Or, or the one you would have preferred <laughs> wish, to go to. Wish you were here. <laughs> I think it should go to the. I, I'm going to give my point to the worst one. Yeah, me too. I'm going to. Well, I guess you could technically. Well, okay, we we didn't talk about Galandin Core messing with their brains. Yeah, no, yeah. That, I mean, literally, you spend too much time there. Neurological it symptoms scrambles yeah. the neurological connections, and yeah, you know, you're not you're not able to. I mean, the, by the end of the episode, the Romulan could barely walk. Yeah, Geordie couldn't see, so it really you know messing you up. So in terms of time, you've got obviously the the heat of the moon was going to kill uh, Trip and Zokan, right? But but that like, almost that almost seems 
better than having your neurons scrambled more yeah. rapidly. And you've got to think too, okay, I know that they had to be up that, that hill, big hill to get the, you know, the, tr the transceiver working so they can mm -hmm. get a message to enterprise. But if that didn't work, they probably could have hit out in their shuttles. Yeah. For a little bit. Cause I'm sure that the shuttles would give them adequate shelter for a, or is um, that going to be even more like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is is the air conditioners <laughs> not <Yeah>. working? <laughs> Better things is there out. a refrigeration oh. unit that's still cold? <laughs> Yeah, I just think I'd rather, I'd, I, guess, I guess I'd rather die from like extreme heat than the way that the Romulan died in Galandancourt. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my point's going to Galandancourt. Yeah, this conversation's taken a dark turn. How it would has. you rather die? <laughs> would you rather roast to death under the blinding sun? Or would you rather have your brain turn to sludge inside your head while you're aware it's happening? <laughs> um, I think eventually in the, in the heat you'd pass out. Eventually. Yeah, you would. Like that poor guy, uh, it, it, you know, Zo Zocon was, was pretty much... I think like, Zocon wasn't going to make course. it, but I do wonder yeah. if Trip could have found some cool shelter and perhaps yeah. passed the day. At that point, once he knew that, that Hoshi got a signal... yeah. He probably could have worked up then. I know he they, he hardly had any energy to move, but he probably could have. Yeah. <laughs> or this, you know, it wasn't very realistic too. Like I, I don't know, like the way, like he's still wearing like his pants and like long pants, and and Zocon had his outfit. Any opportunity, isn't it, Jen, to get Trip out to get Trip into his boxes <laughs> and that blue shirt? Any opportunity, you know. And this would have been a legitimate <laughs> opportunity for that. <laughs> I have to admit that that is a <laughs> that is a consideration for me, but uh, but legitimately, like you think that you you know they'd be like stripped down and like yeah. cover, you might, know because you could you could kind though. of like build a little burn. bit of a, of a what you might burn if so he's out in the sun he could burn you know yeah, but you feel you, when you like because you could use your clothes as like a, sh a little bit of a shade no true true because that because that's what I do sometimes like if I'm you know. Like if I'll put my shirt like over my head. Oh yeah, wow! Well, I have like a bathing suit on. I'm, I'm like, a completely I mean? like, bald guy, so I never wear exactly. that hat. I'm a big <laughs> hat guy. It's so funny, yeah, because I I have long hair, so if I'm out in the sun, I I have a like I'll have like a bun or a ponytail, and so I have like a, a visor, which would be a really bad hat for you. Yeah, God, <laughs> like, no. the, 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 the most important bit missing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have to wear this of a regular hat so I can stick my ponytail or my bun, you know, like out the top. Oh, right. <laughs> I've got a plethora of wonderful trilbies to wear. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Yeah. My, okay. my, my point is going also to Galondon Core because I yeah. think, sure. I, I do think the idea that not only are you going to die, but before you die, you might be, you know, even if you survive, you might be un unreasonably mutilated by the by the death of your neurons. I, I'm not happy about that. So I'm yeah. going to give my point to the Galondon core. And yeah, and 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 Jordy and and his Romulan friend looked a lot worse when they came back than uh Trippin. Yeah. And we, and we did see no that Romulan passed away just from spending so yeah. much time on Galondon core. Right, right. So that was not, not a great place to, to for them to spend time. No, neither one. <laughs> okay. All right. Two points for the enemy. Okay. Okay. My goal is to get Dawn some points. 
Dawn, Dawn, <laughs> Dawn can legit earn some points. <laughs> I hope um, so. Because, yeah, if, if we're going, you know, sheer quality of episodes, I have to admit the enemy is, is, is a superior episode, in my, in my opinion, to Dawn. I, I thought Dawn, has a, Dawn had, was, was a bit lighter. But then, actually, I think there were some quite funny bits in the enemy. Even yes. despite what was going on, I thought Geordie was particularly funny in this episode. He, you know, he really was. <laughs> he was on point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and you referenced it in your poem, my favorite Geordie line. Oh, maybe we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> the fleet's in Commodore. <laughs> yeah. The, the bothers calling him Commodore. Like, all right. <laughs> I get you don't like him. <laughs> yeah, but he, he was like not taking any any Romulan shit. <laughs> well, let's let's get straight into this then. Okay, this is the premise of both the episodes. It's like the buddy yeah. movie aspect. So, who is the best planet hell roomie? <laughs> who have you got? Okay, we we mentioned uh, our man Zokon. Zokon uh, here is an Arconian which is a species we've never seen before and, and never see again. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they hate Vulcans. We'll talk a little bit about that later just to get a little background of their species. That's really all we know about them to, is that uh, T'Pol calls their species suspicious and deceitful. Um, and we can assume our pal Zokon here is a um, military guy because he was in a patrol vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't, and he doesn't seem to do too well with all the, when he gets a go trying to fix the equipment. So it seems like he's more of a military guy as opposed oh, to yeah. an yeah. engineer. He, he wasn't really you know, trying to like, think of that, was he? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, uh, so he's a good fighter. Um, you know, Trip tri- might be more mechanically inclined, but this guy seems like the better fighter. They have some, some good, uh, basically, basically they're the way Trip and, and Zocon relate to each other is, is, for the vast majority of the episode is, is just trying to get the upper hand on each other. Yeah. Uh, the first time we meet him, he, he, he shoots a Tucker before he even try. He doesn't even try to like make an alliance or, you know, bother talking to him at all. He just, he shoots first. <laughs> he shoots at Tucker, misses and runs away with the transceiver that Trip was trying to fix so that he could get a message to Enterprise. Um, and then, you know, then it's, then it's just a back and forth trip goes to his camp to try to get it back yeah. and do another fight. And then, you know, so he has, and then he has the upper hand and then Zokan, you know, knocks the legs out of him and, and, and he forces trip to try to fix his shuttle and that's for not sec- working either. For a second, I thought we were going to break into a montage where they're both like sneaking yeah. to each other's camp, stealing something. <laughs> and then you get a cut and there's the other camp and the guy, he goes, Zokan goes oh, in and steals something else. Funny. Like a little, a little comedy montage. Yeah, and like Trip goes and, and drink, you know, you could have like him trying to steal the food or whatever and taste yeah. it and gross. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Zokan doing the same thing. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I thought I thought they might have gone oh, down that way. Would have made it yeah, too much were. of a comedy. But the, yeah. the fact they just did the same thing again the other way around. Right. It was it was funny. <laughs> I mean, unintentionally funny, but it was unintentionally funny. funny. Yeah, so they did not, They uh, neither one of these two... Uh, I love Trip Tucker, but he's not a diplomat. I'll say. No, he's not. <laughs> so this was, yeah. So you know, and obviously there was Zocon, because um, even at the, I mean, it t- it took to like the very end of the episode for for Zocon to stop. You know, I mean, Trip like literally takes the gun and throws it as like I mean that's a pretty universal yeah sign. 
and and Zokan still attacks him as soon as Trippon ties him. <laughs> I know. It was, uh, that, was, that was disappointing because you thought maybe the message is going to get through. It did yeah. not get through. Yeah. But in Trip's in Trip's defense, he tried again. He didn't he let did. you know it didn't work the first time. Try, try again, and it worked okay, the second yeah. time. But uh, but yeah, but Zokan, Zokan, the design. I mean, it's kind of just a generic like reptile looking alien. Um, but I d- I did like the way the fake teeth looked. Mm, I thought he looked. Like, I thought it was a good looking alien. I mean, good looking. I, I yeah, use that term. Was... I, I've overused that. He, I didn't think he was a good-looking alien. <laughs> I, I thought he was a very impressive and uh, oh, scary-looking yeah. alien. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always impressive when, when they do it. But I just mean, like, there's nothing that stands out, like... No, a, a, re- a, a, a Star like, Trek he's a reptilian alien. He, he's, yeah, he's a reptile. Uh, he's got some cool... I, li- I liked his teeth. I always appreciate when they do the teeth good because mm. he, he was able to... Even though he was speaking the alien language... You know, it won't. And at the end, he's, you know, they got the translator going. But uh, he, he could speak well through the faked yes. teeth, you know, which I was, I always like that. And, and I always like when they when they bother doing the teeth, because um, I hate when they'll be like, in, not not in Star Trek, just in general, like you know, they'll be like an alien or a scruffy person, and, and they'll have like perfect Hollywood teeth. Yeah. <laughs> it just takes me out of it. <laughs> yeah, no, me. Any any Klingon bottom, the bottom set of any Klingon's teeth. Yeah, the per- yeah, perfect white teeth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, but okay. So, but Zokon here, uh, Zokon and Trip cannot um, speak to each other, which is the nice twist. Um, I, I like that. Compared That's to good. Trip. yeah. So that so that that made it interesting because that 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 made it harder um, to begin with. And they really um, are sort of you know they're mutually un- they're mutual unknowns. Neither of them right. know the other. They don't yep. know anything about their backstories. There's no mm-hmm. history they can draw upon. Um, yeah. Whereas that is yep. different for Geordie and Bokra, who, right. who do already have an mm-hmm. idea of what the other person is. Right. Yeah. So, but he's cool. The other, the other cool thing about Zokon is that he, uh, his spit has apparently has uh, heal, healing properties. Yes. And <laughs> and burning properties. He's a boat, yes. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's well, he's, yeah, he spit on on Trip's arm uh, to heal his wound, and then later on he used it as a weapon when they were fighting. He spit right in his eye, and that appeared to sting his eyes, which makes sense. I mean, maybe it just had like whatever yeah. like antiseptic properties it had would sting someone's yeah, eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a pretty handy little I thing to it. have in your back I did, I did one. I, I thought at the time I was like, how would he know? His physiology would be compatible with Trip's physiology, and that you know that would yeah. burn his arm off. <laughs> That's a good point. He was kind of playing with fire yeah. there, <laughs> especially since they they apparently drink motor oil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they have very different physiologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. And um, the the one the one uh, my my favorite Zocon moment is when. Um, Trip's trying to fix. He's he, he's had the idea to use Zokan, uh, Zokan's you know power supply and and his transceiver and blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. He's working on it and it's not working. And Trip gets this huge shock, and Zokan just bursts out in this really <laughs> alien laugh, <laughs> which I thought was really endearing. It was such a like a quote unquote human thing to do was yeah. to laugh at that, you know, because Trip wasn't hurt. It was just funny. I mean, you know, he's just hurt a little, and. <laughs> But the way he laughed was it was a real alien it laugh, was. but unmistakably a laugh, you know. And I thought that was really, really funny. That's so that, that's Zocon. 
That's okay. so gone. <laughs> well, best Planet Hell Rumi in The Enemy is Bokra. Bokra. What a guy. I I don't want to paint him with the Romulan brush, but I'll be honest, he does not really buck any Romulan stereotypes. He's <laughs> he's exactly what you would expect from a Romulan. Um, his first move is to knock Geordie unconscious with a rock <laughs> and steal he sneaks up behind him, hits him with a rock, and steals his phaser. He then holds Geordie at phaser point until both are almost too weak to function, while Geordie tries to explain why it would be reasonable for them to work together before they both die. Um, They have a very awkward conversation about how on Romulus, Geordie would have been killed at birth as being a defective, which was very hard to hear. And, you know... I hate that so much. Yeah. Punch him in the face. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And... You really can't understand how how they can be a spacefaring quote unquote civilization that has that that ethos. Right. Part of me wondered whether that was just a thing that he was saying, because I yeah, you know it seems pretty Romulan. Of a it thing. does seem, but you know Romulans, it's an entire civilization. There are going to be some Romulans who do it, some Romulans who don't do it, and I think it's the kind That's of thing true. he would do. He seems like the kind of person who would say that just to be horrible about it. Um, whether or not he means it, but it does but it, seem like a problem thing to do, you're right. Yeah, and it, it just it just makes it even all that more satisfying when it's the visor that saves his life. <laughs> yeah, and, and not just the visor, but Geordie's knowledge right. of how to use the visor and how to fi- how to problem solve and figure this out. Right. Well, um, on the visor, that the te- that technology would yeah. not exist. If, no, yeah, exactly, if, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bokra does come through, though, at the end. He helps Geordie yeah. problem-solve, works with them to connect the tricorders to the visor, locate the neutrino beacon. And at the very end, he helps avert the diplomatic incident by explaining to Tomalak that he has not been harmed and, in fact, a human had saved his life. Although I did think it was weird that the first thing he said was, I've not told them anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we still didn't really get answers. No, so we don't really know that. what they were doing there. Although yeah. I think Picard and Riker seemed... Fairly confident that this was going to be a Romulan staging post. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then that's why I, I and just aided by the fact that as soon as they, they crash landed, they blew up their ship. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. To destroy all evidence. Yeah. So, so that nothing, there'd be doing. nothing, yeah, nothing around yeah. to find out what's going on. And the right. fact that Tomalock as well was not given anything up. You found one person, one person's all there was. Right. Uh, right. And I, you know, not really then caring about the people on the on the planet right. because he could have looked for all of them. Um but only caring about what the Federation finds out about what's what going on. What they knew, yeah. yeah. Um mm, those Romulans. Yeah, and I do you know, I like but you know, I like the episode, but Bokra could have been any Romulan. Yeah. There was nothing particular about him. You know, he, he was a he was a nasty you know, vindictive little guy, and eventually he fears death enough to decide right. anything will be possible to that. Yeah. yeah, staying alive is better is a better choice for me. So exactly, and and even like, he didn't, um, like learn anything. No, but I mean, he, uh, for a while, he <laughs> maybe even, he did. I don't know. He was nice at the end. Too, at uh, the end, at the very end, he says that uh, one uh, thing: "This human saved me." Yeah, and he does, but he does say that I'd rather die than. I'd yeah. rather die for my ideals. And then Geordie counters that with like, 
is that are your ideals so strong here that you would die for them? Is there yeah, like, is, has is anything this, happened now? Like, yeah, is this it? For <laughs> would you die for this? I mean, what is even happening? We are both right. stuck on a planet which we could get off. Would you would you die for that? Right. It, 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 and he took a little bit of convincing. And I, I wondered maybe he wasn't quite, you know, maybe he wasn't all there. Maybe because it does seem really obvious that you just get off the planet as quick as you can yeah. before your legs stop working even more. That's just, yeah, that's, you're right. It's just so Romulan. That's, yeah. that's what I love when Jordy laughs. He's like, oh, I guess I'd make a terrible Romulan. Yeah. Because <laughs> spouting all the, <laughs> you know, Romulan party <laughs> BS. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he just goes through it all. Yeah. It's you know he could have been any Romulan, so right. I liked Bokra, but he could have been anybody. Yeah. All right, but points wise, points wise, where are you going? Which roomie? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't feel like either of. I don't feel like Bokra or Zokan are that different from each other. To be honest. Yeah. They. You don't really know what's driving them. You don't really know. Why they're doing what they're doing, you know they're quite antagonistic, right? And at the end, they really don't feel like they've got any choice but to go along with helping someone. But I do get the feeling that Bokra would have turned on Geordie once they were both safe. Yeah, and I don't think oh, so. Yeah. on that two trip, right? I think I think. Zo, you know, Trip really did save him, but I think Bokra would have turned him into the, you know, turned him into Tomalak for questioning. I don't think Zokan would have done that. So I'm going to give my point to Zokan. Hmm, interesting. You know, my point is also going to go to Zokan. Um, I I love the Romulans. Um, mm-hmm. I do, but but I also I also like. The, I mean, there's some really good Romulan characters. Like they're really, you know, they really when they really paint them. You know, with 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 a deeper, you know, especially deeper, now we're seeing oh, more, yeah, more Romulan than ever before. Yeah. The last yeah. couple of films, the Picard right. series, yeah. it really is coming on strong, and I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah, and this, but but this guy's really more like just generic. Oh yeah, like, he's, a, he's and, a and, and Zokon's pretty like they're both pretty generic um, adversaries. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm I'm giving Zokon my point because I just think I just think it's funny. It was it was funnier that they couldn't communicate you know like mm-hmm. like I, I like i liked i i i thought that that was a, a, an interesting yeah they um, taken it they they taken the dynamic. same storyline but giving it another little twist which was nice yeah and and i thought i thought he would he he honestly um he gets the points for having that that magic magic spit, spit yeah. <laughs> which is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> One point for magic. Also, it's just kind of funny because at the end, I I like that. I mean, oh, he's just so toxic. Because even at even at the end, they're in Flox's thing, and and they went through this difficult thing together. And the most he could muster to say was, "I'm glad I didn't blow up your ship." Yeah, <laughs> which you can tell like that. You can tell that for him, even that like that was hard to say. You know. For him yes. to even say something that nice to Trip, so Whereas, and, and, you know, it's not like Trip did it said anything else too. He was like, "Yeah, me too." Okay, bye. Bokra and Geordie just <laughs> yeah. seem a little more eighties movie where they're like, yes. they were, like, "I'll yeah. be your eyes." It was. <laughs> right. I was like, "Wow, I'm still real loving." <laughs> right. right, these guys were like, you know, we're not. 
they kept it. They I kept it safe. Uh, yeah. Well, you saved my life. Well, I didn't blow you up, yeah. but okay. <laughs> Have a nice uh, life. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 and so that's just, that's just cool. So yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him a point, especially I, I since the Arconians we don't get to see them ever again. This yeah, is our only, absolutely. Our only moment in the sun. Uh, oh, very good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been hanging around you too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at the end of round two, that's two points each for Dawn and the enemy. And Dawn is on the board, and that's all I wanted. So I, I don't think you should. Yet. You shouldn't be hard on Dawn. I think Dawn's gonna. Dawn could do all right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Where are we going next? It was my um, pick. Is it your turn to pick? Go for it. It is my turn to pick. Let's see. Let's go with. Let's go with best line. So we were talking Ooh. about how there's there's some funny ones in both these. <laughs> there are some good ones, um, and they all. I have picked. I've got a few runners up, and then I've got a favourite, which is, which is completely left field. So I've got three, three runners up. (laughs) They're all from the same conversation that Geordie is having with Bokra when he's just been captured. Yes, (laughs) Geordie's on fire, and it's all funny. It's all funny. Bokra says, you are my prisoner. And LaForge says, right, congratulations. Surely a strategic <laughs> triumph for the Romulan Empire. I was like, good. I'm glad you're still in, you're still in you to be sarcastic because <laughs> well, you've still got that going for you. I loved so it. Funny. I love it, especially since, you know, like, because, God, the Next Generation cast, like, you could put anyone down on that planet and have them be, like, very diplomatic. and And he still was, but, like, it was nice to see some yeah. Geordie personality in and this situation. You're my prisoner. And it's just like, you can see it's like, Congratulations. Yeah. why have you bothered doing this? What were we going to do? Uh, that was hilarious. And then the poem I mentioned in uh, the, po- the, the line I mentioned in the poem, sorry, when uh, he says, my sh- when Bogra says, my ship. Well, my ship will be here soon, you, and you you will be uh, taken prisoner. And Geordie's like, the fleet's in Commodore. The sky's full of Federation ships. This yeah. isn't happening. Like, and he's he's lying about that. There's there's one Federation ship, but you know he knows more than Bokra knows, and he can rub that in his face, yeah, which I thought yeah. was good. And that yeah, that's my that's the way he says it. Like, yeah, fleet's in Commodore. Fleet's in. I like that he, like he calls him Commodore because they're yes. talking about. Like they were mentioning uh, Romulan ranks, and he calls him a commodore, and it's like, oh, all right, so funny. I think then, of that line. A lot. I, I like that li- that one a lot because I, I think about it every time. I um I frequently drive over the Commodore Barry Bridge. Ah, right, okay. <laughs> I, I drive commodore. up to like, commodore. <laughs> and then the response to that is also on my list, where he says, "You're lying." And then Geordie says, I never lie when I've got sand in my shoes, Commodore. And then just pulls his shoes upside down and sand comes out. It's just like, that's so weird. Because he mentioned he did like sand in his shoes when he was being, trying to be evasive. And it's a funny conversation, the whole thing between them. Geordie's sarcastic knowledge and Bokra just being a bog standard Romulan and not really knowing what's going on. And it's so funny, yeah, because he's just he, like you said, he's, he's just being he's doing giving us the standard Romulan response to this, yeah. And Jordy's showing him how, yeah, insane we've, it is we've, to, we've to be acting like that at this moment. He's like, "Remember where we are? Look at all the sand in yeah. my boot." 
You're you're not the first Romulan Geordie's ever met. He he knows that everything you're gonna say. That's that's what Romulans always say. So you don't need to worry about it. Let's like, get maybe to the take point. stock of the situation you're in. Yeah, <laughs> let let's move on from this because we can't keep doing this. Oh, I love Geordie in this episode. So he he's great. This is, I mean, one, this is one of my favorite Geordie episodes, quite and, honestly. And, Another, I mean, I'm not even sure I get to mention it, but when Geordi uses the phaser to make those those sparks, <gasps> that's one of I my favorite things. He loved it because I was watching this. Thinking, what the hell is he doing? And he's pulling these little bits of silver out. He's looking I at them. It. He makes that little, he makes that little sort of divot in the ground, like the the mold. And, I, and even then, I didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And then he starts putting it in. I love that bit. Yeah, I love that. I love when they. You know, phaser rocks and stuff like that. Yeah, and like his his engineering mind to figure yes. out like what is this going to work? What's it going to do? Going to hold my weight? Loved it. Yeah, and he knew which ones to to use, and yeah, that's cool. Anyway, none of those are my line <laughs> I've picked. I just love those lines. It's <laughs> good. I've picked a very different line. Um, one spoken by Wharf, and I just think it was such a Wharf line, and it's just so quick and cutting um it's the conversation between crusher and wharf where she's trying to persuade him to donate his uh, ribosomes so that she can save the romulan they have beamed aboard and she says lieutenant i understand your feelings about the romulans but this is not the time or the place he replies if you had seen them kill your parents you would understand doctor it is always the time and the place for those mm-hmm. feelings which i thought was a good line as well i like right. that line crusher this romulan didn't murder your parents and you are the only one who can save his life and then wolf replies then he will die and leaves and i was like wow that's it mic drop yeah you're the only one who can save his life then he will die. (laughs) And it was just like, and that's it. There's no, there's no sort of raised eyebrows. Like, sorry, crusher. He just leaves. He doesn't feel bad about not doing this. Um, And I thought, yeah, this isn't a decision for him. This is, he's made his decision. He does not want to do it. He's happy not doing it. Uh, And I don't think he feels any moral obligation to do it. And crusher is right. This Romulan did not murder his parents, and you shouldn't hold an entire species responsible for what one member of that species did. But that doesn't change how people feel about it, or how they want to, or how how people are going to respond in certain situations. Um, and I don't agree with Worf on this, but I think you have to respect his right not to do that, to make that choice. That's a great line. Yeah, it's a good line. Then he will die. And I uh, I love the way they did that. I lo- I love that the Romulan ended up dying, like he did he, like he didn't change his mind. No, like, I kind of like that's the choice they made. And I think yeah, I mean it is good, isn't it? And they they did it over the course of the episode multiple times. Yeah. Worf talks to Riker. Worf talks to like, Crusher. Nope, nope. Worf talks to Picard. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but with Picard, he comes back and says, if you order me to do it, I will do it. Right, yeah. But Picard doesn't want to order him to do it. Picard right. wants him to do it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. He does not want to do it. And this, this is, you know, so many questions of bodily autonomy here and right. whether it's right to do certain things. Right, yeah. And it's yeah, because I, I don't think Picard would ever order him to do it. No, 
Uh, I don't think he, I don't think he would. You, yeah. you know, you give up your parts of your body to save somebody else. Right. We don't do that now, and I can't imagine we would do that in the future. Right. And um, and technically, and technically too. I mean, he goes to see the. You know, Beverly makes him visit the Romulan, which I think I is, was, was. I thought that's kind of effed up. Yeah. <laughs> personally but uh but then the rhyme says oh. gonna save him i suppose from her point of view yeah. she's like yeah I'm this is her, her yeah. Life. yeah right yeah she's you know yeah that this is like her last ditch thing yeah. she could think of trying to save this guy's life but then but then he says he says i'd rather die than pollute myself with, with klingon yeah, blood or, you know whatever yeah oh I would, how I hate this. <laughs> like what yeah. jerks. What but, a um, horrible, what a horrible thing to say. It's a disgusting, horrible, racist thing to say. But also, like right there, he's not consenting to it either. No, absolutely. So that you know what I mean. So it's really not like just Worf. You know what I mean? Like because now there's ethical implications with yeah with so, giving him that treatment if he doesn't you know if he really meant that I don't know, you know I, he could I, just be posturing to Worf. But because yeah. that, that would make me want to do it if I was Worf, I'd have been like, oh yeah, guess what. <laughs> Yeah. on blood for you. <laughs> I, I wonder if Picard would, because Picard was really a pre, you know, didn't wasn't appreciative, but respected Worf's opinion that he yeah. wasn't going to do it. He he, and he immediately calls Doctor Crusher and says, "You must stop now, trying to yeah. solicit the help of Worf." Which I was like, "Wow, he's made that decision. That's that's strong." I wonder if Worf had consented, whether he would have then insisted that the Romulan becomes healed. Yeah. It, to to avoid a diplomatic incident. Oh, that's a good question. I, I don't yeah. know whether he would have that's or a, not. If if, right. if Worf had consented and then the, the the Romulan had refused. Right. I don't. I, yeah. I don't think he would have. I, I don't know what he would have done, done either. It against his witches either. I I don't you know? think he would have. But I think he would have made Yikes. it clear that we are gonna. You know, he would have. I yeah. suppose recorded it for posterity. Like, right. We need we need to demonstrate to your. Your, yeah, that we did everything we could. That we did everything we could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Some yeah, so many interesting issues. <laughs> yeah, it, so. it threw up a lot, and it was for a B story that could it could have easily right. been an A story, and I think it is an A oh, story yeah. in, an episode of Ender, in an episode of Enterprise later on, where somebody doesn't want to get treated by. I was gonna say because Voyager has another one we considered for this was Voyager, where Bolana. Yes. To save. Yes. 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 Um, the Vidians, right? Yes, I think so. But um, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it's getting, that getting was... a little deep. <laughs> yeah, it's getting deep. <laughs> that one, uh, <laughs> which is one of the things that makes the enemy such a good episode. Absolutely. Because you know? while while this like action stuff is happening, there's also this ethical dilemma going on. <laughs> yeah, and Wolf seems to always get involved in these medical ethical <laughs> dilemmas. He, there's a lot of them, and he's always there. He's good to he's good to use for that because he's quote unquote like an other, you know. So you can, you can yeah. divorce. You could say like, oh, he th- he he doesn't want to donate this blood because that's like a Klingon thing, and have it be more yeah. like pal- palpable, you know, palpable, you know. Because because yeah. if a human felt that way, you'd be like you'd be like less likely to feel sympathetic. I guess. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think it would have been. It's more obvious yeah. of a cho- like like, dude. If this Romulan didn't kill your parents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, this like is racist. racism, isn't it? Yeah, it's essentially yeah. racism. Yeah. I don't like these people because one person of that race has done this to me. Right, right. So that that is essentially racism. Yeah. It would have been much harder to deal with if it had been 
you know, two humans from conflicting yeah. in conflicting sides of a war, for example. Right. right. I'm not going yeah. to do it. Like just, yeah, but by, by divorcing it a little bit more from reality there, it makes it easier to just look Digest. at the ethical dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think they use wharf that way a lot. What did you have for best line for Dawn? Okay, so I picked a funny one because there's a lot. Of fun <laughs> no, but but there were there were some um, some. There's nothing like the uh, dilemma in in the enemy here. We don't even really have a, a B story. The B story is just the Archer, yeah, the search Archer and the uh, Arconian captain, um, and the Arconian captain having trouble with with T'Pol, and I'll talk about that later. But um, but there was there, the, but the um, the only like nice thing uh <laughs> like sentimental thing i guess is is tucker uh, you know right right when he's right near the end before the signal before he realizes that the signal reached the enterprise um he he talks to to zokon who who seems to be um out of it if not mm. completely unconscious by this point anyway so he's yeah. just like talking but you know and he he has this really nice speech where he he runs down a list of some of the things he's done on the Enterprise, you know, and he, yes. and he references several episodes, and it's really yes, sweet. I like that bit, um, which I, you know, and I really like that. And he has some some nice, you know, some really nice ones and some really silly ones in there, and um, you know, but you know, and he and he says like, I wouldn't train my time on Enterprise not for anything. I've seen things I can never imagine back home, you know, which was kind of like the point of the whole Enterprise series. You know, this is like the first time these these are true explorers here, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says that that's why we chose this life, right? See things we've never seen before. Um, so that's a really nice moment. Um, but I didn't pick that. <laughs> I, I, I like that moment. And I, I like the callbacks to the other episodes as well. I thought that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Some good, really good episodes and some really crummy episodes too. Which is, I think we get yeah. a pre- Precious Cargo reference. In there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yes, yeah, so, so, yes, yeah, so that's really really sweet. Um, you know, and then there's a sweet one at the beginning, like because this is Archer is like a man on a mission here because this is his best friend. Little yeah. you know, little remember Scrooge is his best friend too, and he's and he says we'll scan every moon even if we have to do it with binoculars, <laughs> and, and like because I believe him, I believe he. I mean, he's not leaving there until he no. finds Trip or find out what you know finds out what happened to Trip. Um, so that's a nice little buddy moment. Um, there's a, the nice piece of uh, foreshadowing at the beginning. I, I talked about it earlier. I think you know because he trips doing his log. I like I like the way they had yeah. they had his uh, engineer's logs as a as a device. Um, and he says he says one piece of good news. It's starting to warm up a little. Dawn is coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poor guy. He's gonna get yeah. what he wished for. <laughs> it's a monkey's paw wish. <laughs> But okay, but the one I picked is um, is a little bit later. This is this is uh, you know one of the iterations of of one of the two being held captive by the other. <laughs> this is <laughs> Trips being held captive by Zokon. Um, Zokon's trying to get him to fix uh, the stuff on on Zokon's ship, which um, which just it's just not happening. Um, and, Tri- and Trip says uh, says I can't fix this thing. It's a lost cause. Now, maybe if you vomit on it, it'll fix itself. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that little callback to him <laughs> sitting on Trip's arm. 
is a good line. I totally forgot that line. Oh, that, was, that, that was my most laugh out loud line, so I, I went with that one. That is a good line. That is funny. Oh, man. Don't, and don't you wish you had some magic vomit that could just make like electronics work? Just every day. <laughs> or every mechanical day. things yeah. work. Not, not just heal yourself. <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe you vomit on it, it'll fix itself. <laughs> And no one on the moon can appreciate that joke. It's just him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's the only one who he's that's for his own benefit. (laughs) He's making jokes. Oh my goodness. That's a good line. Uh points wise, where are you gonna put your points for this one? I think this is a hard one actually. Yeah, oh yeah. Do you want you know, if you want to go funny or serious, but yeah, I'm going with with, I I think that wharf line's just a classic. Then he will so wharf. So wharf. It's so classic. And I disagree with Worf, but I also find it really interesting that that was his opinion in the, you know, and then mm. the way that they, the way that they, I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I, I just think, I just think it was just the way that everything didn't work out nice at the end. And I always appreciate that, you yeah. know, it's, it's, <laughs> Worf didn't learn anything no. <laughs> and the guy died anyway. And, you know, and it's just, it's nice to see, you know, like the other characters have to, like Beverly have to work through somebody reacting that way. Captain Picard and Riker, like you said, you know, he has these these scenes with all these people and just that very harsh way. He's just like, then he will die. <laughs> the yeah, end. he really does not <laughs> like, care about this Romulan at all. He has no, yeah, yeah. he found him on a planet where they were going to attack the, the Federation. He has no interest in them. Yep. That he happens to be a person who can save him is neither here nor there. Right. Just, just yeah, take, my, my, take my point's going there. That's a... um, interesting. The most interesting. I, 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 I mean, I picked it. I picked it above <laughs> all the funny lines. I thought it was more important, and I, I still think it's a good line. It is important, and it is so Wharf. Um, so I, I am, I'm going to give it to Wharf as well. Yeah, you surprised me with that. I thought you were going to go funny because there's so many good funny ones there too. So so many like, funny oh, give my, my funniest. <laughs> But I really felt I really felt serious because yeah. oh, sure. this episode is funny, but actually it's quite dark as well. Some of it, it and quite yeah. serious, and it it treads that balance really, really well. I never felt yeah. it was misplaced or out of out of uh, kilter no, with the rest no. of the episode. But they it did go some deep places, and yeah, it's I mean, and and the and the whole thing is taking place in the shadow of of. An accidental war starting, almost. You Absolutely. Know? I, I mean, the sea story is Picard and Tomalak, yeah. yeah. you know, essentially trying to outdo one another, give you know, gather information without right. giving anything away. And when when Tomalak crosses over into Federation space, that's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> what's like, going to happen next? Right. Yeah. Like, how's Picard going to? You know, because obviously Picard doesn't want to start anything but but that that's an act of aggression after he you know he yeah. warned him not to do that and then he did it and it's very the whole thing's very like you said very dark and and ominous it's it's the whole thing is really interesting i, I really like this episode okay all right End so that's uh, round three dawn has two the enemy has four okay all right Hmm. Still doing respectable. It is respectable. <laughs> Where are we going next? Well, let's go. Um, 
Well, we've been talking about some tense moments. Let's talk about mm. the most tense moment. Okay. What was your most tense moment? Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, so we talked about some of the, the, the Trip and Zocon like fighting moments. Some of those moments mm. were, were really tense. Um, and especially the one, uh, you know, we, we mentioned earlier where he throws the gun and, and you think that this is the moment when they're finally going to work yeah. together. And instead, as soon as his arms are, he, he tackles Trip. And there's some pr- actually pretty good fighting sequences. Yeah. Um, and that one's pretty, uh, pr- pretty good. Um, also and and that's the one where he, he spits in his eye and you know and and they each take turns getting the upper hand it's really good you know and yeah. they're fighting for the phaser too which is always interesting because that's just always really scary you know like the phaser accidentally going off on one of them um so there's some some tense fighting moments there um there's some tense moments of um of worrying about their health, you know, we talked about a lot of those. Um, the one that's most tense there for me is when, um, when, the, when they've, uh, they've contacted the enterprise and you think that you think it's golden from there. It's like, Oh, great. You know, we'll transport you out and, you know, no problem. We, we, we know where you are now. Um, and then Flox turns around and he's like, I would not do that if I were you, Captain <laughs> Archer. Um, and, and when she hears that, like, Oh crap, we're not out of the woods yet. You know, and I, I thought that was that was an interesting little little way to extend the danger a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, and I thought he, I thought that was really nice as well yeah. that uh, Trip would stay there, yes, even though he could leave. Our fleet, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not going to leave a man behind. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I thought I thought that was really nice because yeah, I mean, I, if you think about it too, I don't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't be able to leave him there either. I mean, yeah. it's been like, like Trip knows and Trip knows too, like at any moment, like if Trip takes a turn for the worst, they, then they can transport him, you know? Yeah, like exactly. It, but if, you know, I don't know. And then I love, then there's a, the, you know, when he points to the ship and he says this, he's, I, I didn't write it down, but he says ship in his language. Look, look, you know, ship, but in his, la- in his, the alien yeah, language, so and, nice. uh, which I thought was really sweet um they got saved so so that i thought i thought that extending that a little bit like that but was was a, because you don't know i didn't know that 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 uh zokan was gonna live you know no, that absolutely that could have went either the, way the end of the buddy you know f- for the buddy movie to come yeah. to that end you know only turn <laughs> now you. he can't die now right <laughs> 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 oh my god that's so funny um but as far as like the most tense moments, I picked the end scene with with uh, Archer and the Arconian captain and T'Pol. Ooh. Um, and in the beginning, when they first when they first meet the Arconian captain, um, you know, Archer's explained to him the situation, and and he says, "Why is there a Vulcan on your <clears throat> bridge?" And a real nasty way, and 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 Ar- you know, Archer did a really good job. Just like she's my science officer like move along you know i'm not gonna <laughs> engage in in you know in the racism or whatever um but then you know but then he he asked to paul like what's the story here and they talk about how you know they they had first contact with arconians and then it didn't go well and you know that's where she calls them suspicious and deceitful um and 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 they just it just ended like like they um, the Arconians decided they didn't want to have anything more to do with the Vulcans and the Vulcans, you know, withdrew their team. And, um, 
And apparently it must have went really bad based on his reaction to even there being a Vulcan yeah. <laughs> on the, on the, you know, on the ship at all. Um, and then, the, but the end scenes is, is really tense because he, he really likes Captain Archer, mm-hmm. um, which is an inter- a really interesting contrast, because especially, you know, you don't think of Archer as much of a diplomat either at this no. point. He is, but you know what I mean? Like, he's not, he's not a polished, like Picard type diplomat. But he's seen him, you know, be a really effective captain, look yes. out for his crewmen and then make overtures of peace in order for them right. both to find their their missing yeah. shipmates. He's, he's like, let's he's let's work together. Done a good job. Yeah. Yeah, let's work together to find our people, then we'll get out of your system, which is all yes. really all they wanted was for people to get out of their territory. Um and Archer's like, Yeah, sure. But but and it's interesting to watch because I, I you know, to Paul's there. <laughs> yeah. And uh when he said and he even he says you know, he says, Archer, oh, if I find out that my man, um, you know, attacked your, your shit, you know, your shuttle without provocation, he'll be disciplined. And, and Archer's mm. just like, no, 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 this is just misunderstanding. Let's, you know, just move on. Um, and you can tell that that gave him big points too with, with yeah. the company cap. And, and after that is when, you know, so when he's like, you, you could tell he's like, on team archer <laughs> team jonathan archer um and then he turns around and and to, gives to paul the, this like horrible dirty look yeah um and and didn't then, spit like, on like, that. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> that would have been a, a diplomatic incident yeah that would have been <laughs> um yeah oh man yeah don't yeah don't want to get any of those arconians angry no. but um but then and then he like storms past her without even looking at her so and that, that was pretty tense, I thought. And then that's when T'Pol and Archer have their little moment where she's like, you know, basically giving him compliments for how impressive it, you know, he was able to to uh, have better relations after mm-hmm. one day than they could in a hundred years. Because um, you know, sometimes Jonathan Archer's meth- methods are are effective. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I I. It's interesting you have picked the captain the captain moment for the most tense moment because I've also picked the captains Ooh. as my most tense moment. Uh, I did have a runner up spot, uh, essentially any of Worf's conversations regarding the donation of his ribosomes. Yeah. They, they, they were tense, but they were also quite awkward. Uh, yes. He does not want to do it. He will do it if Picard orders him to do it, but Picard won't order him to do it. Um, and even the conversation he had with the Romulan was, was very awkward, but it almost relieves yeah. any pressure off Worf because right. the Romulan says he doesn't want it. So, yeah, but, yeah, when we talked to Crusher, when we talked to Riker, when we talked to Picard, they're all thinking in their head, I'm ashamed of you, Worf. You know, <sighs> so that makes it tense, you know, because they wouldn't, yeah. they, they weren't saying that, but they were all thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> it so was, those were it, very it, tense moments. It was, it was a particularly tough thing yeah. for them to accept that he was going to do. Yeah. Which, and I don't think any of them think they would do it in his situation. Right. But you, you know, you can you only walk on a mile another man's shoes, I suppose. Right. Right. Um, Picard and Tomalak don't share masses of screen time, but it is great to watch them try and outmaneuver each other. I love them. Yeah, they they really work together, trying to glean specks of information without giving anything away. Uh, Ultimately, Tomalak is dissatisfied that the Romulan Picard's care has died and begins charging disruptors. 
And at that very moment, the neutrino beacon is activated, but they can't beam Geordie up without raising the shields, without lowering the shields, sorry, which leaves them vulnerable to the Romulans. And then, so based just on a... And this all happens in the space of, like, a minute. Uh, and then just based on the sensor ghost that Data has found, Picard surmises that another Romulan is on the planet with Geordie and leverages that guess as a sort of a strategy to calm the situation and talk Tomalak down and demonstrate that we know you're not being honest with us, Tomalak, and we're still willing to make this work. If you just power down, we'll get your guy and our guy, and then you can leave. Uh, and I just thought that was a really... It was a great piece of TV because it happened so quickly, the culmination of both storylines, what's happening um, with with Picard and Tomalak and what's happening with Bokra and Geordie, it, the important parts come together right at the end together and they the act of one interplays on the other one, which I thought was really nice. And I love Picard's quick-wittedness when he, you know, he realises what's going on or he, he guesses just enough about what's going on to throw a spanner into the works of Tomalock's plan and bluff his way through. I just thought that was a really strong, strong action from him. And I really thought that was a, you know, edge of your seat TV moment, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I, I love Picard and Tomalock and I'm glad that, that he comes back. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, they, have, they have an interesting uh, dynamic and, and I, and I like, yeah, cause Picard was not, he wasn't rude, but mm-hmm. he was never like, he was never polite about it either. No. You know, he was like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. He, not, he didn't say I'm sorry. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, you're not coming across the neutral zone unless you plan on, uh, you know, on there being. <laughs> I, I love that Picard uh, doesn't give an inch. Yeah. He does yeah. not give an inch. Apart from at the very end when Tom Luck has done all this stuff anyway and something is happening. Yeah. And the inches just go. Right. You, yeah, here's your what, guy. Go. Yeah. Whatever you were doing here is over. And yeah. we're not going to let that happen and carry on. Right. Just go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, his alternative is what a firefight, you know? Yeah. Um, and and it, which... he, he knows it's not just a firefight. Right. It, 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 once it escalates, it's not going to deescalate. It's going right. to take so much for that to, to, to power down. Right. So he's trying to avert a war mm-hmm. and he knows they could be on the brink of one at any moment. Right on the brink. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. So good. Yes. It's a good pick. Thank you. So we've got Vulcans and Romulans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> where's, uh, where's your point going here? Um, I do. I do like the. I do like the fact that they bother in Enterprise making the Arconian Arconians. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact they make them known to the Romulans, uh, the Vulcans, yeah. and that they have a history because they didn't need to do that, but it added a nice little bit of depth to the episode, which perhaps otherwise wouldn't have been there during the search party aspect. Yeah. Um, and it's always but, nice to see that the Vulcans fail. Oh at yeah, <laughs> but then it's and it's nice to know that actually because I feel like. In Enterprise, the humans have it pretty hard. I feel like they have to yeah. work very hard to make it work with the Vulcans. Yeah. 
And sometimes you get a lot from the Vulcans that uh, that is our fault because we're not, you know, active enough or not intelligent enough or not doing enough. But in reality, it could be because the Vulcans are also very difficult to deal with. Mm -hmm. And the way they look at things (laughs) and the way they want things to happen, it's not reasonable. It's not okay. But, you know, we go out of our way to make this work. And that is one of the things that I feel like that's one of the Star Trek ideals, isn't it? We're going to go out of our way to make this work. You know, mm-hmm. we we will do whatever we can to make this happen, if it's if it's a positive and if it's a good thing. Yeah, so and I like they, that. And it, yeah, and it was nice too to see like like the human way of doing things. What you know was more effective in this case. Yeah, you know, because they Arch- they met they met the species where they were at. at you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think. I, and I think about that too with with Trip and, and um, Zokan on the planet too, on the moon too. Because, yeah, they were uh, the same. There was no power. There's no power dynamic differential. They're the same person. Yeah. Trip met him with, 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 you know, he fought, you know, fist with fist. Yeah. <laughs> Which in this case, that's kind of what you had to do with this guy. Fist, fist with spit. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was exactly <laughs> spit with fist. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder if Trip would have spit on him if that would have done anything. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, it was nice to see because like, you know I I said before Trip's not really like a diplomat, no. but you know I don't think I don't know that a diplomat would have had, you know, more, it wouldn't have had more luck with had so more luck. Calm. Yeah, yeah. Because no, if you not, think about not in that scenario, yeah, you know, if you compare this one to to Darmok, which is <laughs> another drastically yeah. better. <laughs> episode uh than one but um but if you oh compare it you God. know can you imagine we could actually do that snapchat <laughs> that, 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 that would be a shutout victory that would be a very very um, hard one to do yeah we could do it but um but, but if you compare if you compare it to like 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 um you know like the children of of, of tarma mm-hmm. were, were um we're a little bit more of an enlightened species, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So like, like that was good for Picard. Uh, but here, you know, the, the, I don't think the Arconians are quite um, They're not up to that le- no. level. You know? So the fact that, you know, Trip's not a diplomat might actually have uh, had some benefit in this, in this particular scenario, you know? And despite all of that love that we've just given Trip and Zokan, <laughs> I am still going to give my point to Picard and Dominic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I I, oh, I think the Picard the Picard Tomalak is yeah. just really it's just so strong. Um, the the Cold War aspect of it, the the mm-hmm. manipulation, the intelligence, it's just great, and I enjoyed watching it. Me too, and I love Tomalak, and uh, I'm glad that he. You know, keeps coming back, and <laughs> we we see him again, and um, it, it, all that stuff, all the part of Tomlock stuff was was it was very tense. Mm, You're it right, was. like yes. it was it was tense in a in a very good way, in a very interesting way, um, in a very uh, motivations are clear kind of way, but it's still tense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I loved it. Yeah, it's it's one of the highlights of the episode. So definitely, my points going there. So at the end of round four, the enemy has six points. Dawn trailing with two. We could we could even things up a little more by the end of round five. Oh, let's see. Okay. 
So uh, who's who's going first for the third right. final category? I think it's, I think it's you. You you get to pick the final category. All right. Okay. For the final category, we're gonna go with the Dynamic Duo Teamwork Award. Okay. <laughs> the Dynamic <laughs> Duo Teamwork Award is for me going to Geordie and Bokra. Um, just at the moment. All hope seems really lost. Out of nowhere, Bokra gets an injection of like good old-fashioned school spirit, and he decides he's not going to give up, and he chides Geordie for almost giving up. Um, and these are very short conversations. This happens very quickly. He becomes almost Geordie's muse when it comes to figuring out a solution. Uh to the problem they're facing, which they can't locate the beacon. And he even offers to be Geordie's eyes so that he can connect, so that Geordie can connect the visor to the tricorder uh, and actually use that to locate where the neutrino beacon is, which they can then follow. Um, once they've done that, Geordie literally carries Bokra, who can't walk because his legs have given out due to, due to the... Um, the, the synaptic damage he suffered from being on Galondon Core. Geordie carries him, and Bokra gives Geordie directions so they can leave. They literally rely on each other to survive Galondon Core. And it does, it is like classic 80s buddy movie, see no evil, hear no evil. It was just sort of got a bit weird at the end. But that bit. It was almost like it should have been a funny moment, but it wasn't. It was very serious. They got together. They solved the problem quickly. They realized each other's weaknesses and helped out as much as they could to get the other person to the beacon. It worked. They were a dynamic duo. They could have done it half an hour ago, but that's by the by. Bokra, Bokra made his decision. He got with the program. He helped them both survive, and they wouldn't. Neither one of them would would have survived without the other. I think that's really important here. They both had to be working together on the same thing; otherwise, they would not have survived. I love it. <laughs> that is a dynamic duo. That is dynamic duo. <laughs> All right. So in Dwan, uh, our dynamic duo is Trip and Zocon, of course. Of course. Uh, so they they okay. So <laughs> both their uh, both the people and the electronics end up working together here. So maybe mm-hmm. my dynamic duo award should go to Shuttle Pod One and <laughs> the Arconian ship. <laughs> maybe I'll you know maybe make it a dynamic uh, quad. But, uh, because what happens is, you know, trips trip spends a lot of time trying to get the alien technology working. It's not working, but the power supply is still functional. Whereas on shuttle pod one, um, he can manage to get the, you know, the electronic circuitry part of the transceiver working, but, um, all his power supplies are fried and, and the real, the relay fr- you know, fries and they can't, you know, he can't, um, so he, he needs power. Uh, Zocons still has power supplies. You know, he, he, he you know, Jerry rigs them together uh, to get them to work, and uh, which is it's pretty difficult to get 
you know, <laughs> an alien power supply uh, to work with 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 uh, your technology. That trip makes that's, it look easy. He does. He is an engineering genius. <laughs> that's a lot harder of a problem <laughs> than they make it sound on Star Trek. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I'll just I'll just rig up this this alien technology power supply, and it will. <laughs> I, I can't even play a Blu-ray on my PC. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. This is—it's an engineering challenge that is um, not given the the due that it should be. But anyway, so so he figures that out, um, and he he tries doing it, but apparently there's some kind of diomagnetic interference, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Diomagnetic interference. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, for them to try to get the you know the signal off to the enterprise, so. What they need to do is is get all this equipment up to the top of the, you know, hill slash small mountain, whatever, you know, whatever, so that he can get a clear signal off to to the enterprise. So, um, so but to do it, there's so much equipment. He needs Zocon to do it with him. They, you know, that's too much for him. They're already the heat is increasing. There's no way that he would be able to just, you know, make a bunch of trips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not, this is a one way trip. Cause they're like, as it is not, you know, getting yeah. lethargic, getting, you know, uh, really, really, uh, really, really hot. So he, this is when he decides to, you know, make a truce with Zocon. Zocon's not into the idea. <laughs> nope. They have another fight. <laughs> um, and then, you know, tr- and then at the end of their fight, I mean, it's really pathetic at the end because they're both really out of it, and, like heat wise. And then. Well, that's the, how buddy movie fights end it's when they just such get a buddy movie so fight. exhausted. It's like dumb and, and dumber. Yeah. They just <laughs> run out of energy and they can't, they, they know the yeah. fight's pointless anyway. Right. So yep. you might just stop. That's exactly what happens. They it literally like fall on top of each other at, at the end, you know? It's just like, yeah. like, trip hits him on the head with a rock, rocks, yeah. him, rocks him from behind, gets, a, you know, um, from behind trip, trip and um, knocks him right, you know, bonks him right on the head and he falls down on top of trip and, you know, and they're just like done fighting. And then at that point, trip tries one more time to grab the phaser and throw, you know, make a big show of throwing it away. Um, so that maybe he gets it. That This is literally their last chance. I don't know if him throwing the phaser again did it, or if it's just the fact that he was so, you know, just exhausted. Like, yeah. We, we've done the fight. The fight didn't done, work. Yeah. We've done literally everything we can. <laughs> I've gone several rounds with you, Zocon. <laughs> it's not helping. <laughs> So begrudgingly, I, th- that was enough to get him to understand that this is what they had to do, and they and they they help each other up the mountainside with the equipment, you know, help, hold grabbing the equipment and grabbing each other and and helping them make their way up to the top, um, which is kind of a crummy place to be if you're trying to hide from the sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they had no other choice, and and just hope that that the Enterprise would would get the signal then, and and they of course after a while they did um they also get a dynamic duo uh points teamwork teamwork points for um once they're up there you know like trip you know zocon starts taking a turn for the worse and trip always trip helps him get get his um tarot ash Mm -hmm. (laughs) his motor oil to drink and and um 
and tries to help him. He learns, you know, he mentions to Hoshi that he's, you know, in the, in the log he makes that he learned some words uh, from his language and, and they seem to, um, he seems to do a good job of trying to keep him conscious, try to keep him going. Um, and then of course, you know, he stays with him even after he has the option of getting beamed back to the ship. And, mm. and so, uh, I, I really like that. They cut, they actually come together at the end and he won't yeah. leave them behind. It's yeah. not the right thing to do. Right. And you're right. that He could be mad at any moment, but yeah. you know, he stays there, wait for the shuttle. It's only a few more minutes. Right. Right. And so they're begrudgingly a duo <laughs> working together, but they, they finally they finally did it <laughs> and managed mm. to survive. They did do it. They were they were a lot less dynamic at the end of it, weren't they? They were much more <laughs> the, the, the lethargic duo. duo, yeah. lethargic duo. <laughs> um This I think actually I'm finding this the hardest one of all to actually decide upon. Because I do think they both, you know, they both came together. They both had their differences. They came together. Um, It was a bit more. It was a bit more hearty with with Geordie and Bokra. It was a bit more verbal, and they were offering each other support. And I did like. I liked the fact that at the end of it. Zokan and Trip were going to see this through together no matter what. Whatever happened, they were going to do it together. And I really like that. So I am going to give my point to... I'm going to give my point to Trip and Zokan. <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to do that, but I am going to do that. Yeah, you know, they had a harder, they had a longer road to go because they, they did. did have the language barrier. Yeah. You know, which made it more difficult. So you didn't have, I mean, the Romulan, you know, with Jordy was obviously intelligent and knew what the stakes were. And, mm-hmm. um, so it was, it was a little bit harder to get together, a little bit more of a difficulty level. <laughs> getting Zokan to cooperate, Zokan and Trip to cooperate. Yeah. Um, so that was good. That was a good, that was a good dynamic duo. But my point is going to Jordy and mm-hmm. his Romulan friend, um, because I, I really, really love the conversation where um, this is where actually it helped being Romulan, the Romulan solution to the problem. Cause Romulan says he has a great line. He, he's like, he's like, humans always give up this easily. Yes. You know? And I thought that was great because then that made like he kept Jordy talking, and Jordy's like, "Oh, I could do this, but," yeah. and then and then the Ron would be like, would would play off of that, like, "Okay, but why not?" And then Jordy would say, "Well, because of this problem," and then you know, and, and they and he had there was a lot of back and forth. They, to get, they, def- to get they that definitely solution. shared that problem solving, which yeah. I like. I like that a lot. So I like that. I mean, it was obviously Jordy's engineering acumen just like it was trips, you know, <laughs> that, that, that actually saved them. But, but that the Romulans, how he got to that solution without the Romulan giving him the, the, um, you know, the prodding, to, uh, you know, to, to, to make the next logical jump each time to get to that solution, he wouldn't have found it. So I thought, I thought that was a really cool way for a Romulan and a human to work together, you know, let alone the actual, you know, him being his eyes, <laughs> yeah. which was, which was a, a little bit, um, 
like you said, it's like that that's that would have been an eighties montage too. <laughs> like yeah the, the music going but yeah um, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> they're both trying to scale a wall or get over a big puddle <laughs> but um but yeah so i i think i think that yeah my point's going there i i also like to like like the they got to celebrate together okay we did it now now we just got to get there and yeah. it was the Romulan's job to get to read, you know, read it, read the directions to get there. Yeah. And Jordy's job was to help him because he couldn't walk very well. And that was another way that they both contributed, you know, to get, actually getting to the beacon. Yeah. You are was- making me reconsider my point now. I thought I made a strong argument. And then, then you made an argument. I was like, yeah. No, no, I no, no, wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't do it now. Um, oh, man. But I do, I do think, yeah, I, I do. It, they were both good. They were good duos. It's a good pair. It was a good, yeah. a good thing to compare. Yeah, so that, was, the that end, was the strength of both episodes, I think. Yeah. Like I'm, 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 I'm fine with that, splitting the vote in that category. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the five rounds, <laughs> Dawn 3... The enemy seven, so very uneven split, really. All right. <laughs> I don't feel like you you were surprised by that, really. No, I was not. I, uh, you know, don't like. Oh, I, th- I just, I just think. I mean, Dawn's a fine episode, but it's just compared to the enemy, which which digs deeper. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is just, it's the same, the same idea, but the enemy just takes it just that little bit further. And makes it a bit more complicated and a bit more awkward, and it that does really work for it. And in their defense too, and and well, in Dawn's defense, I mean, we're already invested in the Romulans. We're already invested yeah. in that, them as as baddies, as an adversary. So we, it's already going to be a little bit more compelling than just a rando alien. <laughs> that is true. You know, the alien no, can yeah. spit on, has magic spit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also my moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Let's that is that is the end of this uh, this session. This <laughs> session. I'm not going to call it a session. That is the end of the, the end of this episode. Only leaves us to discuss what we're doing next episode. Mm. Good. Now that we've finished with the. Old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting! Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. Next episode, we will be spending time with some of the crew below decks Mm. as we compare TNG's lower decks with Voyager's Good Shepherd. Awesome. <laughs> and a very timely uh timely uh comparison for these episodes given that we've just had the trailer for Lower Decks yes. and it looks pretty awesome. Yes, I am so psyched for Lower Decks. <laughs> and I know Lower Decks the episode has nothing to do with Lower Decks the series, but <laughs> so it's no. as good a time as any to revisit it, revisit the uh yeah. The lesser uh, known <laughs> ship uh, ship personnel. In, uh, I, I think it's nice, yeah, that we've got the, the, the crew we know 
And then also, you do remember there's a thousand other people on this starship, isn't there? Some of them have stories too. I love it. Yeah, I can't wait. And we'll, we'll, we'll of course, try to figure out a a way to get Lower Decks the series (laughs) involved in a snap. Oh, yeah. We'll have to be doing it soon. I can't wait. (laughs) Okay. Jen, do you want to let people know how they can get in touch with you? Oh, yeah. I I am on Twitter. Um, Please feel free to contact me. I'm at edatquarks. And I'm also on Twitter. I am Taborg at strtrk1701. Or you can get in touch with the podcast at SnapTrek, also on Twitter. Do send us your ideas for categories, for comparisons, for things we've missed or things we should have considered. Uh, And also send us your poetry, your lyrical recaps, haikus, limericks, however it's coming. We love to receive them. Um, Yeah. And um, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. We do. That's a Royal Fizzbin. You are my prisoner! Right. Congratulations. Surely a strategic triumph for the Romulan Empire. Stay there! Shoes are getting full of sand. I just hate that, don't you? Name and rank. Lieutenant Commander Geordi LaForge. I don't think I got yours. A Romulan ship will arrive shortly. You will accompany me on board. I don't think so. See, we heard your message too, and well, the fleet's in, Commodore. Sky's full of Federation ships. You're lying. I never lie when I've got sand in my shoes, Commodore.